My name is Ildi. Welcome to Mindfulness Beyond Meditation, the club solution essential guide to start the last quarter of the year off right. I feel very privileged to be here with you today and share all the best ideas and knowledge that I've collected over this last 15 years plus from the best, most amazing, most successful coaches and trainers all around the world. Now, I'm not sure about you, but the older I get, the more I realize that time is this big, precious, unrenewable resource. Yes or no? Yes. So thank you so much for spending this next 30 minutes with me. I really do appreciate it. Now, because we're doing mindfulness, I want to ask you to close your eyes for a moment and have a think about everything that you've been doing since this morning, since the moment you woke up, until this moment, until you started to watch this video. So just really have a quick run through what did you have and arrive in your body. Arrive into now. Just notice how's your body feeling and how's your mind feeling without judgment. Just notice it. That's right. Very good. As your coach today, I'm not interested in what you're going to learn. I'm interested in what result you're going to get. Today going to be a little bit shorter presentation than I do normally. And I'm not going to be able to do the exercises that I normally would be doing with people. But... I set up this well-being basket page that you will be able to access and do the exercises from the page um, if you wish so. They are very wonderful exercises and I'm sure that you would be benefiting and enjoy doing those. Another thing that I find very important to talk about is actually that our mind can't remember everything that's happening to us. And that's why it's very important that ahead of time, as in right now, I will ask you to decide what is that important to you about today's session? What is that you want to get out of today? What's your purpose? Why are you here? Why are you watching it? Because if you don't decide about it, you're remember only like stuff. But if you know the reason why you are here, what is that important to you, your mind purposely going to pick up those things and help you to remember. So again, take a conscious moment now. Okay, that's right. And decide what is important to you. Why are you here? What do you want to get out of today? Excellent. So today I'm going to do a very very short um, exercise on smiling with a friend of mine it's going to be short as I said because I'm short on time and otherwise I wouldn't be able to finish the entire presentation and then I'm going to talk to you about what mindfulness is beyond meditation then um, you will be able to access the well-being basket at the end as I said and do the actual exercises um, from that web page now, I want to ask you, if you have any kind of rituals that you do on the daily basis to set you up for success. Now, I don't mean if you are going to the gym, because obviously being as a fitness professional, um, a fitness business owner, you um, do all these things. 
I'm rather interested if you have any kind of um, mindset practice, a ritual that's priming you for your day. To give you an example, I know that Tony Robbins um, does these um, mindfulness, um, breathing techniques and movements to set himself up for a happy, healthy and productive day. So what is that you do to make sure that every day it's not a chance that you go into a successful um, day, but it's a choice? Let's get you started with our inner smile visualization technique. Enjoy making the adjustments needed so that your back is comfortably straight, your eyes are closed, and your tongue is gently placed against the top of your mouth. Clasp your hands in your lap. And remember once more a time that it's pleasant to recall. When you had that sense of caring, of loving, of nurturing, Perhaps a time when you were caring for a plant or a baby animal. Feel the gentle smile of caring it brings to the place between your eyes. The smile flows into the neck and throat, gently filling your thyroid and parathyroid glands as they control your metabolic rate, keeping you going at just the right comfortable pace. Really take all the time you need to heal and trust your unconscious mind is listening. And as you draw the smile into the place between your eyes, circle your eyes nine times clockwise, going around once, clearing, twice, your vision, three, your hearing, four, other senses, five, clear, six, and flexible, seven, revitalized, eight, now. nine times. And then rest a moment and circle the eyes the other way, counterclockwise. Once. Making connections. Twice. Deep inside the brain. Three. Both sides. Four. Able to join. Five. And work together. Six. Easily. Seven. Now. Eight. Nine times. Appreciating all your learnings the upper areas of the brain, and trusting where information is that processed they are stored and organized in, each of these senses. in the deepest level. Then flow the smile into the deep areas of the brain your where your state of mind is perfectly balanced. And from the, the brain body and the spine smiles. and the smile flows out through the neurons, the nerve cells, touching every cell in the body. Every molecule in every cell. Every atom. Every subatomic particle. Every quantum particle. Glowing with a smile. Flow it out across the entire room. And even further than that. Until it fills the entire country. And even further than that. Out across the great oceans and continents. And even further than that. Until the entire planet is filled with a smile. Shimmers. The whole planet glows in the light of that smile. Resonates. Vibrates. And the smile remains infinite. Continues to expand even further than that. Just check back in your body in this room and become aware of your body filled with the light of the smile. Come back alert, energized, ready for your day. Hi, welcome back. I hope that you are smiling even more now from the inside than you were before and it's radiating on the outside as well and I'm hoping that you are even more curious what's coming next. So, as you can see, we've got our Honda bike on this picture and of course there's a reason for that uh, because you may be familiar with the Honda bikes and cars, but you may not be familiar yet how Mr. Honda has actually started out. 
Mr. Honda, in 1938, sold everything that he owned and invested it in a little workshop where he was working day and night, even sometimes sleeping in his workshop. Because he had the goal, he wanted to design the piston ring for Toyota Corporation. After a while, once he designed this piston ring, he was very happy, went to Toyota and presented to them. However, he has been told it didn't meet Toyota's standard. He, that time, was sent back to school for another two years. That's right, two more years. Where it wasn't enough where he had to redesign his um, piston ring idea, but he had to deal with his fellow students and teachers laughter as well about his design. But he didn't focus on that. He focused on his idea. Two years later, he went back to Mr. Toyota with his new design and he's got the contract, which was very good. However, that time in Japan, they were gearing up for the war. So they didn't give him the concrete that was necessary to build his factory. Did Honda quit there? No, he didn't. He got his team together and they actually came up with a process how to actually create concrete. That's right. So they created the concrete that was necessary to build his factory and they started to manufacture the piston ring. Now, the war started and his, his factory was bombed twice, majorly destroying actually the manufacturing plant. However, he survived all of that, but then at the end, an earthquake leveled his factory. Obviously, the story doesn't end here because we know that we have got those Honda cars and scooters running on our roads. And if you stay with me, I tell you how the story actually ended. But now I want to talk to you about the difference between survival mode and creation mode. This is just a very simplified way to looking at life. But this is pretty much the two mode we're living from, either survival or creation. If we look at survival mode, survival mode is the mode where we constantly focus on our external circumstances. We very carefully looked at our physical bodies. We look at time. Obviously, you look at this person on the picture, which is really represents well how this person can't wait looking at the time getting out you know um, from the water and he is in a total survival mode it's a very one-sided way of living and you are very much out of balance on the other hand creation mode creation mode is the elegant way of living in creation mode Everything just flows. Everything is working. This is the mode that if you're able to enter, you've found the golden key to achieve all your potentials and thrive. It also means that in creation mode, you are focused 
on your internal world as well as your external world. So you have a healthy balance going on. Now, can you think of a time that you enjoy so much that time doesn't matter? Maybe time that you spend with your kids, with your spouse, or with a friend, or a hobby that you love, right? And then a few hours later, you'll be like, oh my God, wow, like where did this last four hours go, right? So this is when you are in creation mode. Now, beauty about creation mode that you can actually enter it consciously. And how can you do that? You can actually enter it through mindfulness. That's right. Back to Honda's story. Obviously, Mr. Honda was living in the creation mode. Regardless the war, regardless that he was sent back to school, regardless the laughter, he stayed focused. Now, what I'm going to talk to you about today is not just airy, fairy fluff. Mindfulness have been researched really, really well, um, especially as you can see from these statistics in this last um, 10 or so years. I want to mention a few names and um, if you want to do your research on these researchers, you are more than welcome to do that. So you can see um, Dr. John kabat who wrote The Catastrophe Living. And um, below that, this is um, Dr. Khan Nelson, who is actually my dean and a psychology professor from my upcoming um, master's degree university. And he is really into his mindfulness as well. Because now they actually teach mindfulness as part of psychology. Um, there are, uh, you know, it's part of neuroscience and uh, it's part of cognitive behavior therapy as well. Now, as we said before, um, one way to achieve mindfulness is actually through meditation. But today we said the title of this presentation is Mindfulness Beyond Meditation. Let's go beyond and let's understand what really mindfulness is if it's not about meditating. Now, the cool thing about mindfulness that it is portable. You can be at Mel's presentation, sitting next to all these wonderful women or men and still be mindful. You can actually hug a friend and be mindful. You can feed your cat and be mindful. Or you could be delivering a bridge and be mindful. Now, yes, this is a funny picture. However, obviously, when you are in that situation, uh, you're not exactly laughing. Yet, you can be mindful. Now, I took this picture of myself the other day. It's a very not glamorous picture. But the reason I took this is because at just a mindful moment for me when um, it was quite a few years ago, I realized that every time I um, do my mascara, my mouth is open and I have a very bad posture because obviously I look up and I'm shortening my neck muscles. So the cool thing again about mindfulness that it actually helps you to break through your mental and physical habits. 
and it deepens your experience when it comes to day-to-day -day living. And isn't that what we all want, just to feel more fulfilled and happier, more connected to the world and to ourselves? So again, you can actually break through your limits and your unproductive behavior if you start practicing mindfulness on the regular basis. So how we can practice mindfulness and in our daily lives. And the three things I decided to look at with you today is eating, moving, and obviously thinking. Now, it's very related to you because you are obviously a fitness business owner or someone in the fitness industry. So you will understand what I'm talking about. And maybe you are already practicing some of these things. And in that case, it's going to be just a great reminder for you to use these even more. So let's look at mindful eating first. So again, if you don't know what mindful eating is, it's basically, again, just really paying attention when you are eating. How does that make you feel? The different flavors, the texture. A great exercise is just the closing your eyes and eating with closed eyes because, again, you don't need your eyes really to eat. You want to use other senses to become more mindful what is going on in your mouth when that food has entered your mouth. Now, last year, I ran a um, really successful, amazing, mindful eating challenge, which was together with meditation for 21 days. And um, I was really, really happy because all the people who entered two weeks into it, some already 10 days into it, started messaging me saying, oh my God, like this is really working. Um, I stopped overeating. I'm really conscious about what I'm eating, when I'm eating, and my stress level even reduced. Because normally I would be eating at my desk and now I stopped doing that. I actually pay attention to what I am doing more. So thank you. So yes, um, again, this is something that obviously you can practice. Also just to your clients as well to practice mindful eating. Now, because of the success of my uh, mindfulness challenge, I decided to write this program that's coming out soon, The Psychological Secrets of Getting Abs. So, now, let's talk about exercise or moving our bodies. Obviously, again, you know how important moving our body is. I personally, even when I used to um, do personal training, I made a difference between working in and working out. Because I always, always looked at my clients from the point of view like, okay, what is their energy level look like on the day when they came to see me? When they are working out, it means you would know that when you're working out, you're actually losing energy. So if your body's already um, out of balance, um, your cortisol level is elevated because you are so stressed, um, you know, and you go for a run, and you might know this already, but just again a reminder, remember, you are actually, by going for a run or doing a HIIT workout, you're elevating your cortisol level even higher. 
And that's not what, what, what your body needs. Your need is to actually lower it down. And on the short run, doing a workout um, when you are stressed already, you know, no harm. But on the long run, it's actually not good. That's when I introduced working in. Um, working in actually um, means that, you know, you, you're doing exercises mindfully. So you might do a mindfulness walk. You might do um, qigong. You might do yoga or um, I do zone exercises um, with mindfulness um, with my clients sometimes. Because again, it's all about connecting that inner world with our bodies. So again, we can increase your internal energy levels. So we are reducing um, the stress. Okay, now let's talk about our mindset. I don't know if um, these statistics are true. I'm not a mother yet, but I've been told, okay? <laughs> so um, when we talk about mindset, I don't mean let's think positively. Again, I talk about and mean that you want to live in the flow because living in the flow, as we said before, you'll be able to thrive. And the cool thing about living in the flow and thriving is that, you know, when you practice mindfulness, it's not about sitting on a yoga mat and waiting for your breath to normalize um, or try to calming your mindset and um, yourself down. No, mindfulness simply means that you can be in the middle of the most challenging, high-conflict situation and still thrive because you are conscious about what is going on. So, you know, that situation could be filled with anger, could be filled with anxiety, could be filled with fear. But you actually, when you're mindful, you know that this is what's going on so you can stay in control. This slide obviously again telling you that in survival mode, you know, when you are looking at the time, when you are really anxious, when you're fearful, you are not in control of your emotions. Your emotions are the one controlling you and you are not going to be able to achieve the things that you set yourself up for because those emotions are the one in control. However, when you are in creation mode, you know, when you are mindful, you are the one who is actually controlling what's going on with your emotions, what's going on with your body, with your mind, and you can actually make decisions that are perfectly suitable to you because you are in control. So you will be able to stay resilient. And again, as we said before, you know, when you are mindful, it's not about that you are being relaxed. It simply means that you are resilient. Now, I don't know where in the world you are right now, but um, I talk to a lot of people in the States and I know that obviously 
COVID has hit them really hard. Um, there are a lot of uh, very long lockdowns. Obviously, same with Melbourne. I know because I have friends in Melbourne as well, my friends aren't feeling great. But what do I say to them and say to you as well? You know, COVID has affected all of us. But the only thing, again, you can do when the fear comes, when you are becoming stressed, when you are becoming anxious, is stop. Just stop. And take a conscious moment, again, break those habits and be like, okay, let's be mindful here. What is going on with me right now in this situation? So you will be able to consciously step out of your survival mode and step into your creation mode where you were able to make those positive choices in that moment. Now, we're nearly at the end of the presentation. So three things again I want you to write down and I don't mind if you don't remember anything else, but remember these three things. Remember that mindfulness is portable which is awesome because again, you can be in the most challenging, high conflict situation and still thrive, right? You don't have to be relaxed. You just have to be mindful and aware what's going on. Number two, work on your inner world, especially when you feel like that you are living in that survival mode because in survival mode, as we said, we are focused on our external world, um, on our bodies, on time. And, the, and you are out of balance. And the only way to actually start creating consciously is by stepping into creation mode through mindfulness. And you can also use our inner smile process that you've um, done with me at the beginning of the session to help you to enter that. Number three that I would like you to remember is controlling your emotions. Because remember, in survival mode, your emotions are controlling you. However, in um, creation mode, you are the one who's controlling those emotions. And that's when you can actually achieve the success, the desired goal that you are after. So remember the Honda story? Now, Mr. Honda, um, you know, Honda's factory got bombed twice and then um, his factory got leveled by an earthquake. And then that time in Japan, they were very short on gasoline. So Mr. Honda didn't even have capital to be able to buy petrol to put it in his car and go and buy food for his family. So he decided to make these motors that he attached to his bike and that's how he went and bought food. His neighbors loved it so much that they asked him to do the same and build the same for them as well, which he did. And when he ran out of motors, he decided he's going to start manufacturing these motors and bikes. But he didn't have the capital. So he ended up writing handwriting 18,000, that's right, 18,000 handwritten letters to all the bicycle shop owners around Japan, asking them to give him some money so he can start manufacturing these bikes. So they're all going to play a role in revitalizing Japan. 
So he received 5,000 answers and he got the capital to actually start manufacturing these bikes. Now, the problem was that still these bikes were so big and bulky that it still only sold for the most hardcore fans. So he decided, okay, he's going to do one more final adjustment, which he did, and he got a much, much lighter, much smaller um, model. And that's what he named as the Super Cup. And that was the scooter or is the scooter that we still know nowadays as Honda scooters. So there you go. Now Honda Corporation employs more people around the world than Toyota. So see, if you stay focused, you can actually achieve the success that you want as well. Now, I want to thank you for having watched this 30 minutes uh, presentation, but here's the thing, I'm not going to bullshit you. Life is not a fairy tale. If you lose your shoe at midnight, you are drunk. But joke aside, breaking your habits through mindfulness is hard. It takes time and takes effort. But it can't be so hard and it cannot take so much effort that you get to the end of your life and ask, what if? What if I would have shown up? What if I would have just changed that one thing in my morning ritual? What if I would have done something that truly matters to me, to my success? Show up. Be seen. Do something that truly matters to you to help you to achieve the goal that you are after.